The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! As long as the world keeps spinning, you are not the best in the world. There's always something to learn, even if you pick up like a tip from another artist or anything like that. Just keep changing the way you do makeup. Don't keep it the same because someone else is going to catch up to the same way that you do it. And then guess what? That's all you have. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Harush. She is a major celebrity makeup artist and beauty influencer. I'm sure you've seen her all over Instagram. And I am Lauren Everett's Bostick, the co-host of the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. And I'm Michael Bostick. And holy shit, Lauren, I should have given you some headphones for this episode. You almost just blew my fucking eardrums out with coming. You were really close to that mic. I can't hear myself, Michael. I know. I should have given you headphones. Guys, we are, you know, this is now I'm missing the studio. Now I'm missing the studio. I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. We're all at home. We're all quarantined. We're going to do like the home studio setup. Now I'm like, I miss the studio because my, I, I, now I, I think I have to have ear surgery. I think you're actually going to have to pause the episode for one second and let Pixie go pee. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Here, how about this? How about you just entertain our audience for a second while I see this guys, this is why I miss the studio. I got to get up. I got to let the dog out yep. while Lauren. So, you know, just bear with us, everybody. Duty calls. So while Michael lets the dogs out to go to the bathroom, I just want to tell you guys about what I'm drinking because it's kind of fun. So I'm drinking an Aperol spritz. I was inspired by What's Gobby Cooking latest cookbook. I showed it on my stories last night, but I got a couple questions about how I was making the Aperol spritz because I had fun with it. So, you know, you add Aperol. I like a dry champagne. Shout out to Jewel the Bee who told me about dry champagne and Aperol spritz. It makes all the difference. I do not like a sweet champagne and Aperol spritz. And then I did a little soda water on top and I actually added some Ashland tangerine on top too. And it is like the best mixture. And instead of an orange slice, I garnished it with a grapefruit slice. So I just thought I would share what I'm drinking right now. How, how was the filler content while I got up and got it? Was what, it fun? Was, I don't know. How, how did it do? Well, hopefully people got a drink recipe. Right in. Let us know how the filler content made it. <laughs> you know, guys, we're, we're burned. And I think, you know, the dog was a false alarm. I think she, you know, we shut the door to block the noise and she didn't really have to go. She just okay. wanted the option. She's like her mother. You know, she, you. she wanted the option. She didn't really need to. Yep. False alarm. I There's want it all alarms. and I want it delivered. Okay, who is Harush? Harush is a celebrity makeup artist and a beauty influencer. She has a super interesting story about how she got started. She truly is the definition of a hustler. She's worked on huge celebrities, and I mean huge. I'm talking J-Lo, Kim Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, Khloe Kardashian. You've seen her all over Instagram. If you want to check her out on Instagram, her handle is at styledbyharoosh, where she has millions of followers. She also has a sunglass line called Seawear, so check her out. I've worn her sunglasses on my stories before, and her YouTube is popping. Definitely stalk her. And with that, let's welcome Harush to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Okay, so for those who are unfamiliar with you, I mean, I'm sure they've seen you on Instagram. Can you take us back to before you did makeup? Take us back into your childhood. Was it something you were always interested in? Taking Harush back into her childhood. She was a very interesting child. My parents would describe me like very filled with energy, would do very random weird things all the time. And I wanted to do a hundred things at one time. I think that's like 
where my push came from in general, like in life as an adult, like how I can like manage so many different careers because I wanted to be in like tennis classes. Even though I, it was the violin that I wanted to learn how to play, I really sucked at it. So my mom switched me to the flute. so I was in like ballet classes karate classes like always like doing the most and I think where my like love for makeup came from is I was in dance from five years old to 20 years old I got like very good when I was 15 years old and I started competing like nationwide and just like sitting back like because we were in a group with like diverse age groups and just watching like the older, prettier girls do their makeup. And I'm like, oh, I want to look like that one day. So I think that's where it came from. And I would steal my mom's makeup in the fourth grade, like her little Estee Lauder and Lancome. Like, you know, like sample shit that they give you if $40 purchase and more. I would jack that and then go to school and like literally use like the thing, the little cotton swap thing. Me and my friend would like share it, mix it in colors. And I thought like, I looked good, but obviously not. So when did you come to L.A. from somewhere? Yeah, I was born in Armenia. I moved to the United States when I was 16 illegally. Illegally? Illegally. Walk, walk us through that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's got to be an interesting story. It's a hell of an interesting story. So I was born in the Soviet Union. And during that time, it was communism. So during the fall of communism, there was no currency in Armenia for about maybe a year. So it was like mass chaos, as you can like imagine. There's, you can't purchase anything. There's no, literally imagine if the United States, like your currency doesn't matter anymore. It just becomes, everybody's becomes worthless. Yeah. So the rich doesn't matter. The poor doesn't matter. It was just like chaos. And what happened was my dad was in the Russian military. So he like basically gave all the land he owned, including like my mom's engagement ring her wedding ring, everything like that for them to fly us to the United States. So I was brought here on a military plane. Oh, my God. Did you mm-hmm. guys land in L.A.? Mm-hmm. And so your life in L.A. began. Mm-hmm. And my dad came here with six people with $40 in his pocket. Wait, so your dad was able to negotiate himself himself and his family to get on a military plane that lands. Mm-hmm. And so what happens when you get here? Do you have any infrastructure? Do you have any people you can call on? or any? Like, yeah, how, we had how... like far relatives. So we all had to like split apart. And like I lived with my cousins for a little bit. They were like scared if they caught us or something like that. Until I would say like the age 11, my dad like really, really worked hard. He had three jobs and made sure that my mom went to school. She became like a criminologist for the DCFS service. It's like a government job. So she worked with family and children's services. So meaning like abused, raped, like if someone's parents uses drugs and just like neglects their children. So she would be the one that would like go in and take the kids out, kind of like a social worker, but like... It was her position to remove the kid and then place the kid in a group home or find like adoptive parents. I love hearing stories like this because I think a lot of times we take it for granted being born in the United States, you know, how much is already set up for us, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, even with all the problems this country can have, it's still a very fortunate place to be born. When you hear stories like that, it really puts things in perspective because it sounds like you and your family really had to struggle there for, for a long time. Definitely. We lived in the ghetto. So when did you start to really hone in on doing makeup? I was 17 years old. I think that that's like, I've always worked. I remember like even illegally working when I was like 15, 14, just because 
I just took example from my dad and I was like, I need to make money. I need to support my family. So my first job was at the Disney store and I lied about my age and they didn't check. I fucking love the Disney store. What the fuck happened <laughs> no. to that? They used to have so much cute I know, stuff. I know. Like the nightgowns and everything. I know. They'd have different sections like for each princess. Yeah, it was actually really fun. Yeah, it, it was just like fun. playing with kids all day long. So when you started doing makeup, was there social media or is this no. you just started doing people's faces? So the way it started was I actually wanted to be a designer. Like my whole life, I was like, I'm going to be a designer. I'm going to be a designer. And my best friend's father owns a haute couture atelier. And he was just like, you can come and like kind of like learn what I'm doing. And I would do his sketches for him. So when I would do the sketches, he'd always be like, you concentrate more on the face like of the sketch versus what I'm asking you to do on the silhouette of the body. And I'm like, you're just a fucking hater. Like, <laughs> you're scared I'm going to take your job one day, you know? And he's like, no, you're actually very talented at makeup. And I'm like, whatever. And I just knew always how to do makeup because of dancing. I needed to know how to do stage makeup. And he's like, no, you're really good at it. Like, I I have a feeling that this is like your calling. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good at it. But it's like, how far can you get with makeup at that time? And then so one day, a bride that he was fitting for their wedding day came in. It was like, I don't know, she was like a princess of somewhere from like the Middle East. And I don't know what happened to the makeup artist. I think she got into a car accident or something like really crazy happened. She didn't wasn't able to show up. And then the bride was hysterical and my friend's dad was just like, oh, wait a minute, I have a makeup artist for you. And literally sent his assistant to get like a little caboodle set with like the cheapest makeup in life, like in it as fast as he could. And he like literally threw me in the dressing room and he was like, do her makeup. And I remember like shaking and I'm like, oh my God, it's her wedding day. It's not like a trial. It's not her sweet 16. It's not her birthday party at a club. It's not Halloween. It's her wedding day. So I did my best. And I remember like crying so much afterwards because I was like, I fucking ruined her life. Well, like, listen, no, no royal family had you killed. Good. So you must have done okay. <laughs> you should do a 10 year challenge on your Instagram oh and show God. her and like show what you're doing now. Seri- I bet it's wild. I- I'd be so embarrassed. Like, I didn't know what blending was. Oh, <laughs> it was just so, stripes. So when did you face. start to get momentum with your career where you were like, oh, my God, I'm on to something. This is what I should be doing. This is my calling. Let me take a quick break here. Guys, we've been talking about this company for a long time. I, I you know, I really didn't want a world pandemic to have to highlight how amazing this company is. But it but, it, you know, here's where we are. And that company is ThriveMarket.com, guys. I have been saying, Lauren has been saying, we have been saying for years that you need to shop on ThriveMarket.com. All of your essential items, 25 to 50% below retail delivered straight to your door. Don't even need to go to the grocery store. Don't need to wear a mask. Don't need to leave your house. And they have everything sourced by the best of the best. This is going to make your daily life so much more streamlined and simple. I use this probably every two weeks. I go in, I pick out everything I want. Also, I think it's important to note that we actually talked to Thrive Market about the COVID-19 crisis and they have this really crazy cool commitment. So basically they're providing sanitary gloves and hand sanitizers to every single employee to use throughout their shift. So they're also going to provide their members the highest quality natural product safety while protecting the well-being of their employees and partners, which is awesome. 
I personally like Thrive because they have so many organic non-GMO foods. They have clean beauty, safe supplements, and a non-toxic home. My favorite clean beauty product on Thrive Market is the Aztec Clay Healing Mask. It is insane. You put a little apple cider vinegar in there and it tightens the shit out of your face. And let's not forget they have all the household supplies. So you don't got to go to the grocery store right now and fight over a roll of toilet paper. You just, you know, just go to Thrive Market and they got it. So check them out. Go to thrivemarket.com skinny to get up to $20 in shopping credit. Again, go to thrivemarket.com to give Thrive Market a try. You can choose a membership model that best fits your lifestyle. They have one month. They have 12 month options. We have obviously chosen the 12 month and we just continue on because it saves you the most money. It comes down about five bucks a month. Not to to mention the 25 to 50 percent below retail on all items again guys thrivemarket.com slash skinny to check it out enjoy it was after her she called me the next day and she was just like oh my god thank you so much you made me feel so beautiful like you did a better job than like basically the trial that she did with her makeup artist and i'm going to refer you people she referred i think like 10 people those 10 people referred like 20 people 20 people referred 100 people and then it just began to get like a lot for me because I was 17 years old and booking a year in advance with brides. Wow. So I think that's when I was like, okay, I think this is what I'm meant to do. And none of this was online at the time. It was all just private bookings. No online. It was all private bookings and it was all word of mouth. And so when does social media come into play? Social media comes into play six years later for me. So I would already be fully booked where like I was at a point of exhaustion. I was making so much money at that age. None of my friends were making money like that. And there was like a point period where even my father's like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? I was a bio major. And he's like, you need to be a pharmacist. Like you need to finish school and like just to be spiteful to him i was like fuck you i'm dropping out that's tough with like armenian immigrant dad that's come yeah. working his ass busting his ass and putting you know putting his daughter he wants her yeah. to go through the traditional school path yeah. i mean there's so many people probably listening that that have that pressure as well I yeah mean, and if you would have done that you probably wouldn't be nearly as successful as you are i now. wouldn't have and i think that like not only armenian culture just eastern european middle eastern culture have the same like family pressures like you either have to be a lawyer doctor or i don't know for me it was always a lawyer or doctor which is like the 1% of people that actually yeah. become those things so that pressure is that's that's intense for young people to go it, through it really is and it's i thought it's not realistic that, for everybody i know i thought that i was doing the right thing by going to school but i hated every moment of it and once i i think like i saved over 100,000 doing just makeup and mind you i was charging $40 at the time oh, yeah. in my bedroom which is different than what you charge now. Oh, very <laughs> different. You charge $40 to apply one fake individual eyelash. <laughs> it's more than that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But <laughs> no, but I mean, do the math there. 100000 to $40. I mean, that's a, you're doing I a had, lot of makeup. Yes. I had to work a lot. So once I reached that goal and I was like, if he throws me out, I have enough money to like sustain myself. And he was just like, he didn't talk to me for like a year because he's like, you're servicing other people. I didn't work this hard for you to like go be a servant, basically. Like he like viewed the profession as me cleaning floors, basically. Little did he know you were building a brand. What does that do for your relationship with him? I think now, like fast forward to now, everything I say is golden because like. Because you were right because you proved it. Yeah. That's the way that you, if you actually prove you're right, 
Yeah. That's I mean, I, that's the pressure as well, though, because if you don't prove you right, that conversation yeah. is a lot different. And I think like what impressed them was like the work ethic where I did it like without any help. Like if anything, he added like pressure, doubt in my mind. And like throughout the years of like what I built, like I think it really impressed them because he's like, wow, like everyone was against you. And look what you built for yourself by yourself. I have a question about this that's really interesting to me. The problem that you probably ran into is that people want you. You yes. can't, you can't, you can teach a hundred people to do what you do, but people still are going to want you. So how did you learn how to scale that? I think I trained about five girls very, very well throughout like a span of years. Not like sometimes everyone's like, oh, I want to be your makeup assistant. I'm like, but do you have what it takes? Like a lot of people think that they know what they want until they step into the lion's den and they're like oh it's not as glamorous as it looks I'm like yeah you have to break your back to like make it in this industry so I feel like when I like look for makeup assistants I always look for like bulls like somebody like me that can push through any obstacle like versus like people that kind of ask questions too much or how do I do this how do I do that I'm like oh I have to let you go the question they don't have to figure it out yeah yes. it's we got it the, the, my theme of everything when i have a daughter is resourcefulness and figure yeah. it out you got to figure it out yeah we have google now yeah you know you got to just figure it out and the questions slow the momentum down it really does and it just shows me that like i can't be there so if i'm not there and you can't figure it out it's not for you what's the lion's den look like like tell like when you say the lion's den what does that mean it means sleepless nights traveling back and forth without sleeping and then being able to perform like my job requires me to be happy and putting my personal problems aside no matter I basically like went through a really really hard time I had septic shock a couple years ago and then I couldn't work for like I believe like six months and it took like such a big hit on me because I was like oh my god my finances stopped like I have to figure this out. That's when it like really hit me. I need to train these fucking assistants to be able to do certain faces. Like, so then I got smart with it and I was like, this assistant I could see is going to be good on this client. So I'm going to teach you solely how to do only this client and I'm going to give you to this client. Smart. And like, I was like, I can't ever have that happen to me where like for six months, your financials like basically stand still because you're sick. And I think that was like maybe an awakening for me, like where I started the sunglass company, where I started like in the music industry. And I was like, I can't ever just ever have that happen. Yeah, I think people get confused with like solopreneurs, which I would say is like people that are they're they're basically their income and their job is solely dependent on them and mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs job is really to build a team and an infrastructure that's not solely dependent on them. But people, they don't realize like if you create that structure and then something like what happened to you happens, that shuts your business down completely. It really does. Because my business was solely ran on me. And that's when it hit me with a brick that, no, 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 no. I need to get this all together. Also, I don't think people realize this one element of being a makeup artist. Y you have to have the right energy. Mm -hmm. When someone's doing my makeup and their energy is off, as someone who's getting their makeup done, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. And you're, they're so close to your face and in your personal space that that's really important. How do you find people with the right energy? Because that's like, you have to have the craft and the talent and all that, but you also have to have the right energy too. People skills. 
I always have them assist me first, like personally assist me and like I'll slowly break them into assisting me with clients. And if someone starts irritating me personally assisting me, and I'm a very, very patient person. (laughs) So if you're getting on my nerves, God knows what you're going to do to like a celebrity. Who was your first celebrity? Kim Kardashian. She was your first. Mm -hmm. Why'd you start start with someone so unknown? That's a joke. <laughs> I know. That's pretty. How long ago? Five, six years ago. So she was starting out, not starting out, but she was not like. She was pregnant with Saint at the time. Okay. So she was a pretty big celebrity. Yeah. And so when you get hooked up with Kim Kardashian, is that pressure to do her makeup? I mean, that seems like out of everyone in the world, that seems like yeah. the most pressure. I didn't know it was her until she mean? walked into the room. Oh, oh someone they just booked, they booked and said, we have a client for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, huh? Were you freaking out? Yeah, I think I forgot how to do makeup that day. But you make her look so beautiful. I mean, she is beautiful. But Thank like you. the way you do. It's not that hard, I all promise. The, I don't think it's that hard with, the, with <laughs> no. how beautiful they are. But I, all the Kardashians, whenever you do their makeup, it's so beautiful. Thank you. So when you're working with her, I, I'm sure you're like getting business tips too. To, yeah. Because what she's built. That to just be like surrounded by all these people too, it's probably helpful to your own business. It's empowering, honestly. Like just to see such a strong female unit is an amazing example. And I think I've learned so much from them, from business, their mom. I don't know why like she's not at the level of like to me, I don't know, Elon Musk or something because like what she's done to the entertainment industry there'll be case studies on her eventually there'll be there'll yeah. be books written about it for sure yeah because the way she just went in and was like this is all mine now goodbye she's such a fucking boss i know i die for her she's the best I so know. after kim's makeup were you doing other celebrities or did you just stick with the kardashians i stuck with the family as you can imagine that many girls to do will definitely keep you busy and i'm I'm a very like loyal person because it opened up so many opportunities with brand deals and so on and so forth. So it's like they're the reason why, you know, that I've been given this opportunity. So why am I going to take somebody else instead of them? So for a time being, I would like decline really big names because I don't believe in like canceling on clients. Like if someone books me far in advance, I'm not going to cancel you because like Someone crazy is trying to book me. But then, by the way, never was with an agency. Wow. Did this all on my own. And just my, so Michael understands that's a big deal because most it's top. Like near impossible. Yeah, it's near impossible. Most makeup artists are with the wall group, right? Mm-hmm. Wall right? group, Starworks. There is the only, there's a bunch of agencies. And so typically celebrities, they only go through the agencies to get to, to, to women like you. Yes. Okay. She found me on Instagram. Wow. So she slid in the DM. You know what's funny? No, no, she didn't. It was just an email that I got, I guess. Like, so, like, because I had, like, the contact info on my bio. We are going to take a quick break to talk about something that people are struggling with in quarantine, and that is not enough daylight. So we're inside. A lot of us are inside. We're not getting the proper nutrients from the sun. So what Michael and I are doing, and this shouldn't surprise you at all, is red light therapy. How we do that is Michael likes to stand in front of his juve light, butt naked in the mornings in his office. And I like to use my handheld device 
while I work in the morning. I haven't skipped a beat in getting my light because I have the juve. So our cells need natural light to function. We all know this. So it's just like they need water and nutrition from food. They also need natural light. But unfortunately, most people don't get enough natural light. I've done a lot of blog posts on this. And right now, we really, really, really need that natural light because we're inside. So this is how we're combating that. We love this product so much that we had the founders on this show and did a full podcast about the benefits of red light therapy. But just to recap, you know, there's skin rejuvenation, enhanced sleep, reduced pain and inflammation, increased libido, balanced hormones. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And you should know I use my handheld one for hyperpigmentation. It actually helps the hyperpigmentation go away. And then I also use it to reduce inflammation because I get inflamed in my face still from jaw surgery. So check it out. I did a blog post that goes in depth on the Skinny Confidential on it. They have a few different products. You're trying to figure out what's best for you. I use the full body, the Juve quad. Uh, Lauren has a desktop model and a handheld one. So they have really different sizes, shapes for um, every individual's needs. So check them out. Go to juve.com slash skinny and use the code skinny to receive a free gift with your purchase. Again, that's juve.com slash skinny. Juve is spelled J-O-O-V-V.com slash skinny. And if you have some extra time on your hands, which I know a lot of us do, check out the episode we did with the Juve founders. Just search the skinny confidential Juve and it'll pop up and you know, you'll learn all the benefits about red light therapy. Guys, enjoy. So makeup by Ariel, Mm -hmm. I like randomly found on Instagram probably like eight years ago. Before we were engaged, so. Like a long time ago. Found him on Instagram and I DM'd him. I'm like, can you come do my makeup? When he was living in New York. This is before. And he comes to do my makeup. And he was the first makeup artist that took like four hours on me. And I was like, he's a kid. He's like 17 years old. Mm Mm-hmm maybe younger, actually, maybe 16. This kid just took four hours on my makeup. It was like the most amazing thing I was ever. sitting there. I'm like, what's, He's yeah. like, what's like, going dinner, on? Because my, my makeup artist here takes an hour and whatever. And he insisted on staying at the shoot and working with me through the whole shoot to make sure every picture looked good. And it was mm-hmm. ice cold. It was winter. And I look there. at Michael and I'm like, this kid is 16 years old, like unknown. I think he had like 2,000 followers on Instagram. Next thing I know, it's like, crazy the, mm-hmm. the kardashians are using them all the time but my point is is it seems like they know how to hand pick these people that have the hustle that are like a bull like you said yes you have cool. to be each artist that they work with their work ethic is insane that's why like it's like hard to match like yes there are a lot more talented artists but like they're moody or they're arrogant or they're not willing to put in the work how you said that he stayed and made sure your makeup looks fine. Like that's not something that's like required of the job to do, but a real artist would make sure that you look perfect for the job that was hired, like throughout the whole thing. He just cared about the work he was putting out there. It was impressive. I mean, there's so many, he told, when, even when he told us, he's like, I'm going to go to LA, I'm going to fly, I'm going to do these types of celebrities. He told us that, like yeah. 16, like, okay. And the next thing you know, he was, it's like, kudos to him. Like, it's, like, yeah. it's rare to see somebody that says they're going to do something and actually does it. Yeah. Ariel's a hard worker. I, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised. I bet he hustles his ass off still. If you had advice to someone that wants to get into the beauty industry, what are three tangible tips that you would give them? Number one, never take no for an answer. Because at one point, an agency laughed at me when I showed them my book. And they were like, oh, no, this is like too heavy makeup. It's never going to work. This is not what we're looking for. By the way, I just have to say your face I, when she walked in, it looks face tuned because it's so beautiful. It looks exactly the same as it looks on Instagram. Yeah. But go on. Fuck all these hoes that 
are telling you no. Nice. Literally. If you yeah, want to Fuck all do you hoes. Yeah, fuck all you I don't think that's the first time I've there. said fuck all you hoes on this show. I'll probably get in trouble for it, but it's fine. It's okay. I'll say it for you. I'm used to getting in trouble. Number one, never take no for an answer. Number two, be open to criticism, constructive criticism. Some people think that they are the best in the world and that's as long as the world keeps spinning you are not the best in the world there's always something to learn even if you pick up like a tip from another artist or anything like that just keep changing the way you do makeup don't keep it the same because someone else is going to catch up to the same way that you do it and then guess what that's all you have number three always be organized and always be kind don't be like a gossip i feel like in this industry People that like gossip get nowhere. You, I'm sure with celebrities and the Kardashians, yeah. you better like shut it because yeah. that's probably number one requirement. But like I always say, it doesn't matter if you're like my next door neighbor or a huge celebrity. If you like trust me enough to say something in front of me, like I'm a vault, like it's not going to come out. It's just like being kind as a human. If someone wants to be vulnerable in front of you, why are you going to be evil and Hold that vulnerability against them. I think that's rare in LA. I mean, it very much. We're is. from San Diego, and I see like there's a difference just between the three-hour distance. Yeah, it's rare. I think it's. You know, the funny thing about LA to me is LA is filled with tourists. In my opinion, it's true. I think like the real LA vibe is like kind of like hipster, hippie. That's like the real Angelinas, you know, and like where I grew up. I don't know. Everyone around me was like that, too. So, you know what I think it is with gossip here? What makes it different, though, is I think a lot of people in L.A. use people that they know as validation to themselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's like if you tell me something confidentially and then I have that piece and I can say, oh, you know, she told me this thing. It's like it almost it's like I'm trying to validate myself that I'm close to you. Mm -hmm. I think that's the problem with this city is people use other people in order to in order to validate themselves. Not everybody, but it's it's more common in this city than I've seen in others. Just validate yourself with your hard work. Yep. Michael, put your earplugs on because I'm going to ask a couple selfish questions. I have literal giant headphones okay. on that I can hear everything. The mm -hmm. under eyes. Yes. What are the tips and tricks that we can do at home to cover our under eye bags? Because clearly I'm going to have some in a couple days, weeks, I'm seconds. Dead. So have you tried the metal spoons? No. What? What's that? It's like literally hidden secret. Unplug your ears because you could try metal spoons. <laughs> Just cold metal spoons? So you put metal spoons in like a little ice bucket and you put it inside the freezer. And then not only like your under eyes, you can do it like on your face. Because for me, like this, my nose gets inflamed sometimes, like right here. So you use the back of the metal spoons with like a serum and you just like hold it against it and keep massaging it and the bags go away. Ice is the best, huh? That's such a good tip. It is. And, and then uh, what about like coverage specifically? Like give us brands that you're obsessed with. Oh, okay. I actually did a YouTube video talking about like all of this from A to Z. It's called Hershey's magical powder technique i'm watching that okay <laughs> and then it's about coverage highlight and color correction and all of that tart shape tape is amazing it can cover a bruise if you want it to if you know how to like manipulate the product correctly and to me it's not always like about products it's the manipulation of the product the technique behind using speak it. speak on that tell us about that so I think like a lot of times people use concealer and they start blending away immediately. You're never supposed to. Whoops. <laughs> he always says, you'll have concealer on your neck. 
Yeah, you're supposed to like place it very thinly and not with the wand. I do it with a brush and let it set for a second, like for it to get tacky, kind of like eyelash glue. You wouldn't put eyelash glue immediately on your eye. Same applies with concealer and foundation. So you just like let it like set for a little bit and then you can blend it out so it won't move around and cause the creasing. That's a great tip. So when I put it on, I apply. can I apply it with a wand or no? Apply it with a brush. I don't like using the wands. So apply it with a brush, brush. let it sit, let it get tacky. Like a synthetic flat brush. And then use a brush to blend it in. You can use like a stippling brush to blend out the outer corners. Okay. And then use a beauty blender to just push in the product underneath your eye. And what are these lashes that you're wearing? Because they're very sultry. made. Yeah, they're very sultry without being heavy. Thank you. I like make them. I'm going to do like a video on how to make them. That's Is that the next product I have? Because hopefully the, that's like the first thing I noticed when I you know, walked everyone in. Everyone always says that. All my clients are like, no one can do a lash like you. They're very sexy. I hate when you get a fake lash and it's like weighing down on your eye. Yeah. Or when it's like like it makes stuck you together. like janky, like too, yeah, like, yeah, like that. yeah, exactly. Like Medusa from the Rescue Rangers, like yeah. it's like hanging off. <laughs> but another trick, honestly, this is probably gonna sound gross. I like you like the third time you use the lashes is always the best for me. Oh, so save them. Yeah. Normally, I just put them on his pillow. No, save them. Oh, I'm going to save they them. They start looking more natural. Oh, okay. I'll just, I'll keep them on your pillow and you can I got a whole collection me. of those things. Yeah, he has, just, he has lashes. Hair somewhere. One time I stuck him to his ball sack. I've oh, stuck him to his face. Oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> There's probably a bunch in this, in this hair of mine. He thinks they're spiders. I mean, oh, it's I'm amazing. Dead. That's everything. What's the weirdest makeup hack? Oh, turmeric. You can blend it into your um, eye cream very lightly. And it dyes underneath your eyes. So if you have dark spots. And I recently learned this trick because I twisted, sprained, rolled, and fractured my ankle falling down a flight of stairs. Oh. Yeah. So one of my friends, she's like, this is an old Persian remedy. So they put eggs and mixed it with a lot of turmeric and made it into a paste. And it literally took away the swelling. And I was like, hmm. Maybe I should do that on my vagina after I give birth. Probably. Yeah. Wait, so you just take eggs, egg whites, two or egg, the whole egg? No, two egg yolks. Two e- egg yolks. Yeah. With turmeric. With turmeric, mix it up. It takes down swelling like on another level. You're How long do you leave that on? For nine hours. You can have sex with me with a turmeric vagina and it can get all over your penis. Listen, I don't oh my know. God, but it dyes the skin. That's where I was like, oh, wait, yellow cancels out. <laughs> Dark spots. So how long does it, how long till the dye goes away? How long do I mean, color? mine is kind of still there. Still, I mean, I just got off the boot like two, three days ago. So it dyed my nail polish too. Mm. Well, you know, it works as dye. Yeah. What's a Kardashian makeup secret that they're obsessed with? Like highlighter tip or like an eyebrow tip or like lashes? Honestly, I feel like they're so open with all their tips that there is no secret. Like everyone always asks me that question. I'm like, bro, they put it all out on their apps. Like, remember the time when they had their apps? They literally would like, those were their secrets. You know what they've done for the makeup and um, styling industry and hair industry? And I'm I'm sure you would agree with this is they I feel like before them, everyone was like hush hush with their glam squad. We were all in the closet. You like no one came out and was like, I get glam. Mm -hmm. And now getting glam is like getting your nails done. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I do it three times a week. Yeah. It saves time. It does. That's really cool that they, like, it's like revolutionized the beauty industry. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, everyone's like an entrepreneur now. Yeah. I mean, we've talked to so many people, like, 
Scotty Chuna, who's, you yeah. know, d- does their hair. He's like, you know, his own entrepreneur. Like all these different people are like known as entrepreneurs, which is so cool. Yeah. Can you tell us about your sunglass line that yes. you launched? Yes. So the sunglass line happened. I'm coming out with another line that's actually was supposed to be seawear, but the product is literally very difficult to make. And I've been working on this project for about four years now. Um, to develop and fingers crossed FDA approves it. That's what was supposed to be seawear. And then my business partner was just like, all right, let's just build the brand off of something else. Seawear doesn't have to be one thing. Like think of it like a department store. Like he got this like idea in my head. He's like, you're trying to give every, like what my goal with seawear was is like, I have so many young followers that can't afford like the things I'm putting out there and I'm very big on like I think after what happened to me with like septic shock I almost died I almost had my leg amputated at 17 surgeries like it was really crazy and after that I was like what can I do to serve the audience that's been so loyal to me and like that's where I started like doing YouTube and just like really really being honest where like against the advice of like publicists like no you don't have to like disclose that i'm like who the fuck am i hiding from i don't give a fuck like i'm not ashamed of my truth so here it is you don't like me fuck you and if you like me hello Um, i love you can we like pull that clip and put it on repeat over and over and over (laughs) again i agree with you yeah so i think that's when i felt comfortable to do youtube and at first i was like oh these nasty comments and i'm like go to church like you know what I mean like you're so nasty and like in a way like I almost feel bad for people that say nasty things because you know that they're just using you as a mirror it's like they're almost saying it to themselves because I mean think about what kind of mind state you have to be in to, to waste yeah. your own personal time and go YouTube say bad things YouTube is especially thing. nasty though it's yeah, more nasty it's than different. any other platform it's, it's different than well because Instagram. it's one of the platforms yeah. where there's not you know you can't like click and be uh-huh. like oh who's this like, like Instagram you gotta be careful unless you have a yeah. troll account people are gonna look you up and they're gonna call you yeah, out like, you know what I do I don't read my comments on YouTube but it's I want to everyone keeps telling me that but I want to because there's so much love in the comments that I want to show my appreciation yeah to the people that Makes are there sense. supporting me and I want to read what they want to see from me so like I want to give them content that they want like I'm not like just pulling ideas out of my asshole like it's just I'm if I'm seeing a repetitive like want then I'll give it um but I remember this one girl like I just like I was like you know what I'm gonna clap back in my own way like to just put them to shame like not in a nasty way but just bro you're stupid like someone was like oh you have a sponsorship for sigma brushes you're such a liar why don't you say it and i was like have you ever had a sponsorship deal do you know how they work you know how much trouble i can get into by not saying it's an ad and i don't know if you know this but in the contract of any sponsorship it says if you are promoting our product you cannot promote a competitor brand in the same video or even like months apart or weeks apart. Yeah, you so, just hit them with logic. Yeah. They went and deleted the They didn't read the that exclusivity clause. Yeah, they went and deleted the comment. Or like somebody was just like, you're so scary looking. If I was your husband, I would commit suicide. And I was like, thank God I'm not married. 
No. <laughs> Thank God you're not my husband. <laughs> I know. And it's like, you are so sick and mad for suggesting suicide for anyone for appearance purposes. Let's say if I'm ugly to you or if I'm not appealing to you. Like, are you okay? Are you having thoughts of suicide that you're implementing somebody else commit suicide? Yeah, deflection. Yes. But, you know, like, I think one thing you said in there, like, there is a silver lining is, you know, I think with the media today and with everybody, a lot of people focus on the negativity. But I think one thing smart that you do is you go and find the positive comments yeah. in YouTube. It's important to read those because I find that it still is a very small demographic of negative hurt people. It is. People. It's like 10%. Yeah. The other 90 are there and they're spreading positivity. Yeah. You know, just So, so when talk. you launched your sunglass line, was everyone obsessed? Because I have your sunglasses. I love I the you aviators. Lo- you I love like the hangovers. The, the hangovers. Is it hangovers or the hangovers? Hangover, hangover, whatever the you hangovers. want it to be. The hangovers. I'm not hungover right now, but I can't wait they're till I am. They're amazing, right? <laughs> they are amazing. So did you like get to sit down and design them with a sunglass designer? How did it come about? So we used the sunglass designer and then it took so long to get it right, though. I had no idea like how much molds cost and this cost. So it was supposed to be a different product. And then everyone's like, my investor partner is a numbers person and he's like, oh, sunglasses do really well. And it makes sense on you because you get so many sunglass deals. Then I got two offers for a collaboration for different sunglass brands. And I was like, oh, they're not stupid. So they obviously ran numbers. So I must be lucrative in the sunglass world some way, somehow, because I always wear sunglasses because being a makeup artist, I look busted 90% of the time when I'm working. Yeah, right. I wear a baseball cap and sunglasses 24-7. Really? Yeah. So you don't show up looking the way you look right now? No. Okay. Because it's like client after client after client. Like, I hate wearing makeup under lights because it basically fucks up your skin because it opens up your pores and then the makeup goes into your pores. But you didn't know that tip, Lauren. What? Mm-hmm. You got to say that in my skin interview with you mm-hmm. after. I didn't know that. She's yeah. going to be doing makeup in the dark now. Yeah. No, it's good if it's for like a little bit. But if let's say you're doing six clients under a smoldering light, like it's bad for your skin. It's not good to like wear that much. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. What does it take to book you now? You obviously have so many years under your belt. You're so mm-hmm. talented. You've got your own line. You're an entrepreneur. You're busy. You're momentum. Can you even book you now or is it impossible? No, yeah. People can still book me, but I think it has to be something I'm inspired by. You know, I think before it was just like I was taking so many bookings and kind of like damaged my body where like I have like a pinch nerve, my shoulder like always pops out of place, like my leg, my knee. Like so I was like at one point taking 15 clients a day, like standing like that. So I think I was stupid in that sense when I overdid it when I was like younger and the peak because I was like, this is going to end sometime. This is going to end sometime. You know, like I never thought that it would lead to this because of social media but like I was just trying to take as many people as I can where now it just like I have to be careful with how many clients I take because now I because of the septic shock I have autoimmune and it's like I can't kind of like exhaust myself so when I exhaust myself or sometimes when people are sick I'll like my getting sick is me being sick for like three, four months. How do you get septic shock? I got septic shock from having a breast lift and a reduction. And they left, I guess, a stitch that wasn't sanitary in my right boob. Oh, oh man, that's fucked. Oh, my God. And left it in for 11 days. And I swear I knew something was wrong. So it just started to hurt? No, I just felt like dizzy, like I was shaking. 
And I was like, this is not normal. Like, don't you get better as time passes by? I've had a procedure before. So like, I know how it works. And I'm like, you feel better as time passes, not worse. And then it was just, I don't really remember anything after like 11 days. It was just like a fog. What could you have done to have caught that? Like, how would you have even known? If the doctor paid attention. I'm sure he's not happy. That sounds like... It's not good for the doctor. Not good for the doctor at no, all. No, that doesn't sound like he will be wearing your sunglasses. No, <laughs> he won't be wearing. <laughs> Sounds like he'll be paying for products. some sunglasses. So, uh, when did you start to feel better? Was there something that helped that you did holistically or like in the wellness space? I think when I was in the hospital, I was on so much drugs that like I felt like I was going into another world and coming back, and I was like kind of like delusional like am I seeing things am I not seeing things am I seeing things no I'm crazy like so then I started having like weird dreams after that like it was like so bad imagine that the hospital sent a priest into my room with a choir wow yeah you look amazing now thank you I mean I'm really glad that you're all healed you look like I know you'd never know I know it was like really bad what is a book a podcast or a resource that you would leave our audience with I think that it's never too late to reinvent yourself and to try something new. And I think that one thing like for a long time, that experience was like, why me? Why did this happen to me? Like, because it like really like technically handicapped me for a little bit. And I was like, it happened to me because I needed to slow down and use my brain and like figure out different ways to become an entrepreneur and like how to make money work for me versus me working for money. And just be a better person, honestly, because you never know like what somebody else is going through. Where can everyone find you? Where can everyone find your eyeglasses and what's next? Ooh, you can find the sunglasses at seawearsiwear.com. We're sold out of most styles. Are they sold out of the one I like, the, hang- no, the hungover? I made sure to like, so the way the brand works is like, I kind of wanted to do like the supreme motto where like, this is what you get. Once it's gone, it's gone. Okay. The hungovers, like there was so like a lot of want for them. They're so cute. So the amount that I ordered, like people were questioning my sanity. (laughs) And I was just like, how the fuck are you going to sell all these? Like, are you crazy? Like big people with big brands don't order this quantity. I'm like, trust me, this is going to be a staple. And I'm not a liar. I said, once it's gone, it's gone. So I don't want it to be gone for a very long time because I think the way I made these sunglasses, designed them not to like imprint, not to give you a headache because I get headaches a lot. Like when I wear heavy sunglasses, they're like, okay, whatever. So it worked out. We have a whole new collection coming out in 2020, a collaboration with the brand with a very big influencer. Like she's bringing basically her twist on to the brand. Cute. So the brand is never going to stay one way. Mm-hmm. Like the brand Seaware kind of launched like, I don't know if you saw the party and stuff. Like I grew up in the hood. So like I wanted to like make sure people understood like I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. But then I put the spoon there later on in my life. You can do the same. You put the spoon. I bought the spoon you honey, got the from spoon. Tiffany. Yeah, it's your own spoon. And I dipped into the froyo <laughs> and I fed myself. <laughs> you can do that too. <laughs> you dipped it into the froyo. Mm-hmm. I have my own spoon, Michael. So don't fuck with me. Listen, I have my metal spoon and then in I my used eyes. It. And then I used it on my eyes. You girls and are... I bought another spoon for my. Eyes. You, you get girls, your own spoon. You girls have fucking shovels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah, the next purchase is that actually. <laughs> and where can they find your personal Instagram? My personal Instagram is styled by Harush. And it's with an Instagram. H. Yeah. S-T-Y-L-E-D. B-Y-H-R-U-S-H. Yes. My name is very difficult. And I just have to shout out Anna at Pellicure. That's how I was introduced to you. And if you guys haven't gone to Pellicure and gotten a scrub down. You're dirty. You got to go. They scrub your butthole. <laughs> they get yeah. in there. And it is the chicest, cutest Korean spa I have ever seen in my life. I know. Anna, it's we love you. amazing. And like every time I go there, I feel like I just, you know, crawled out of my mom's vagina. <laughs> Truth. I'm going to go there after I give birth and then rub turmeric and yolks <laughs> in my vagina. I got you. Thank you. FaceTime me while you're doing okay. it. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Before we go, we are still doing the nurses' boxes. We're sending them out in two months. Expect them then because of everything that's going on. But what we're doing is we're making boxes for nurses. So if you're a nurse or you have a friend who's a nurse, tag them on my latest Instagram at the Skinny Confidential. And then if you want to win some TSC glittery pink cheeky pop sockets or stickers, head over to at Styled by Harush. That's H R U S H. And tell her how you enjoyed her episode on the podcast. Make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes. And with that, we'll see you on Tuesday. This episode was brought to you by Thrive Market, our favorite one-stop shop for all things grocery, household supplies, pet food, beauty, supplements. They've got it all. And even wine now. Wine. Thrive Wine. Guys, to try Thrive, go to thrivemarket.com skinny to find a membership that fits your lifestyle. Again, that's thrivemarket.com skinny to find a membership that fits your lifestyle. Everything is 25 to 50% below retail, straight to your door. thrivemarket.com skinny. 